It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional sport water bottle, and that steamy bee treat. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut. To explore the bounds of your pleasure, new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing, you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. From Georgia to Turkey to Great Britain, important elections are taking place at home and abroad. We'll discuss what these elections do and don't reveal, along with listener feedback. This is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsu Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Briefcase. We're excited to have you listening with us. If you are in the Washington, D.C. area next week, I'm going to be there. I'm actually going to Vox Conversations this year. Sarah went last year, and I'm super excited to be there. So on April 26th, next Wednesday, I am happy to meet with some listeners for dinner around 8 o'clock. If you would like to meet with me and other Pantsy Politics listeners, just shoot me an email, beth at pantsypoliticsshow.com. We'll be somewhere near Studio Theater. That's where the Vox conference is. 
but I will pick a restaurant and make reservations based on how many people are coming. So I hope that you'll come out and meet me and most importantly, other people who participate in this community. So lots of electoral excitement this week. Yeah, I thought we were kind of done with elections for a while, but no, they keep popping up. I was watching the one in Georgia with the runoff election um, for the Tom Price seat in a district that Price carried by 23 points. I really thought John Offsiff was going to get the the Democrat was going to get over 50 percent and there wasn't going to have to be another election. But alas, it didn't happen. Well, this was a weird one because so many people ran. There were 11 Republicans, five Democrats. And the way this special election worked is that everybody ran against each other. It, it wasn't like normal primaries and you had to get over 50 percent to win. So um, if you John Ossoff did well, if you look at the demographics of this district, he was just under 49 percent. So he'll face off with Karen Handel, the Republican front runner. She only took 19.5% of the vote. But then if you add up all the Republicans, you know, she might be formidable in the runoff, just depending on who shows up. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be interesting because I don't if the Republican parties will uh, or the other Republican voters will rally around her. The special election is in June. So are people even going to be paying attention? It'll be interesting. People were really psyched about this. Yes, people are making the biggest deal of this as sort of the first referendum on Donald Trump. And I think something to try to energize the Democratic Party. I think that's maybe a little bit overstated. But you know what I think is significant about this is the fact that John Ossoff spent eight point something, eight point three million dollars in this race. This is a House race for the sixth congressional district in Georgia. And when you have 16 people running, I imagine you do have to spend millions of dollars. And what are we going to do about that? Because I hope we have lots more races where 16 people run. From a process perspective, though, I feel like we need to make some changes to accommodate that and not have it just become who can attract the most outside of district money. Well, and the other interesting thing that I was going to say, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but... It was sure as heck annoying. So I gave John also some money through, I don't know, I was able to donate to like two of them at the same time through Act Blue or something. Dude was emailing me like three or four times a day. I finally unsubscribed from his campaign email. I was like, I get that this is exciting. I get that we have like a deadline here. Like I've run for office, but my friend, <laughs> five to six times a day. At one point, it felt like maybe I'm over. Maybe it was like five to six times a week. No, it was a lot. That's all I can tell you. It was a lot. I finally unsubscribed. I mean, I was still rooting for him, but dang. But that's the thing. Like, what? Like, how are we going to get past the cost of these races? I think it could backfire. You know, President Trump took a keen interest in this race and He tweeted this morning that the June runoff would be Hollywood versus Georgia because a number of celebrities were backing John Ossoff. And I thought that that offered a glimpse into the PR genius that Donald Trump is because that that is a that's an effective line in Georgia, don't you think? Yeah, except he stole that point from Meghan McCain. She tweeted about that earlier. Did you see that? 
No, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Megan McCain's pretty smart, too. Yeah, she came out and was like, the fact that they're rolling all these celebrities' endorsements um, for John Ossoff and all the celebrity stuff shows they learned nothing from the last election. Yeah, I th- I think that could be. So I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this one. I don't. Think I don't really want to take that it, point but... from somebody. I really don't want to take it from Megan McCain. It's just, doesn't she like co-host The View occasionally, or from Mister Celebrity Apprentice? But whatever, I get it. <laughs> I know it's um hypocritical, but uh, not less true and effective. I think. Well, so let's move on to Turkey. Oh wait, Georgia before we leave Turkey. our country, do we want to talk about? The shocking news today from Jason Chaffetz. Well, we could. So we're recording on Wednesday, and I feel like we need to timestamp all of our episodes at this point because, Lord, so much happens in between um, times that we get together. But Jason Chaffetz is not going to run for re-election in 2018. He'd like everyone to know that he's healthy and happy and has no ulterior motives. He just wants to return to the private sector. Your thoughts, Sarah? Uh, I quoted Hamilton on Facebook, winning is easy, governing is harder. And I think that there's a struggle of like, oh, man, what do I do when I just don't go after Hillary Clinton and Obama all the time? This is a bummer. I don't know. I wonder if there will be others that that follow his lead. I think there could be a ripple effect here. I also can't name a worse job than chairing the government oversight committee with President Trump in the White House. And that's the truth. There is some speculation he might run for governor. Yeah, in 2020, maybe. And he did say very carefully he might seek public office again someday, but it won't be in 2018. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'd re- I'd like for him to move on. I'm not sad about it. I was not sad about it either. I was, however, kind of grossed out by some of the comments around it. Like, I hated the statement from the DCCC about It was just, I thought, unnecessarily nasty. Like, he's moving on. So hooray. Just celebrate that. Say you're going to put up a formidable candidate. Hope this goes in the D column. Great. And then um, a senator from or House member from Ohio made a comment about keeping that seat red. And I just thought everybody was so blatantly partisan right away when all anybody really needed to say was, it's been fun to be his colleague and or not. And Uh we wish him the best. The end. Just have a little graciousness. That's all. You're asking a lot of Congress. I tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turkey? Should we talk about Turkey? Sure. It's getting a little scary over there. I think we need a primer on Turkey. It is enormously complicated. Um, and we are, I feel like maybe frenemies is a way to describe our relationship with Turkey. I feel like that's a way to describe our relationship with a lot of countries. Yes, true. Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional sport water bottle, and that steamy bee treat. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut. To explore the bounds of your pleasure, new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. 
Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is going by so quickly, and I had a little bit of a moment of panic about it this week. I thought to myself, I'm losing track of time. It's going so fast. It's going to be December before I know it. My kids are growing up, and I just kind of was spinning out. And I stopped, and I closed my eyes, and I pictured my last therapist, who I haven't seen since the end of 2020. But I remember the way he talked to me through these issues, and I sort of channeled his energy and put my feet on the ground and thought, this is just how time feels now, and there's nothing wrong with that or right about it. It just is. But those skills that I learned in therapy are so important to helping me take a second to celebrate what's going right and decide what I want to adjust for the rest of the year. If you're thinking of starting therapy, which I cannot recommend enough, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pantsuit. The second most stressful thing after planning a trip is packing for it. This is true. This is a true story. I have just told you the clothes I have don't fit. They don't go together the way I want them to or I'm missing some essential piece. And then I discovered Quince. It's my go-to for high-quality vacation essentials. Like this premium European linen dress that's going to get us all through the heat wherever we're traveling. Blouses and shorts from $30. Washable silk tops. Premium luggage options and so much more. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than their similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I got big plans for my Quince chiffon pleated skirt in Japan. They like a loose, flowy look over there to battle the heat. I will be adopting that strategy with that skirt. Pack your bags with high quality essentials from Quince. Go to quince.com slash pantsuit for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pantsuit to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pantsuit. So there was a referendum in Turkey to lessen the power of the parliament and strengthen the president's powers. The referendum measure eliminated the prime minister and placed all of the prime minister's authority in the president, gave the president more ability to make laws through decrees and more power over the judiciary, and gave the president the ability to extend his term. The current president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, campaigned very hard for this and argued that it was necessary given all of the threats to Turkey's national security. Opposition parties say that there was tampering with this election and called for an annulment of the referendum, which was passed by a very, very thin margin. But the Turkish 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 election board rejected the appeals. 
Um, this change doesn't go into effect until 2019 after an election that the current president is expected to win. And it's also expected that he'll hold the election early just to cement that. Um, so I saw in this reporting that Trump called and congratulated him. Yeah, I That's did not weird. love that. That's weird. Well, it's weird because, first of all, Turkey has more journalists in prison than any country in the world. Oh, that's good to know. Even like North Korea, or they just don't have journalists, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, this the stat I saw cited by several sources is that Turkey has the distinction of more journalists in prison than anywhere else. It's not like they have this great track record. I mean, they had that that's that coup attempt, and then they've been dismissing thousands of civil servants and teachers and police. There's been lots of reporting about that over the last few months. Erdogan is a complicated guy and really kind of a strong man. You remember on uh, International Women's Day, he gave that terrible statement about women being mothers first. And there are people who think that he is going to push for more of a kind of traditional Islamic influence in government. And this will erode some secular, you know, liberal principles in the country. So I think whatever you think about Erdogan, it's weird for the president of the United States to congratulate someone on eroding democracy, which is what this referendum unquestionably does. Also, with love, if people are already accusing you of authoritarian tendencies, maybe don't praise the authoritarian tendencies in another country. Yeah, because uh, Vladimir Putin also made that congratulatory phone call. It's just like, why do you want that headline? Side note, Ellen, who is almost two years old, has started making this kind of um, H sound from the back of her throat at the beginning of words. So she'll say like hot <laughs> and it sounds very Russian and it just makes <laughs> us laugh and also feel a little bit paranoid at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Unrelated. Maybe note. she's a spy. Let's hope not. <laughs> She'd okay. be so cute. I would tell her anything. That's true. She would kill everyone with kindness, too. Yeah. So United Kingdom, I also have a personal connection to this story because Chad and I will be in London on the date of the newly scheduled election. Ooh, that's exciting. Yes. So Prime Minister Theresa May triggered a two-year process for withdrawing from the EU, um, meaning a March 2019 deadline. And she, despite saying she would not do this over and over again, has now scheduled elections early. So, I mean, her perspective, I think, is let's get the elections out of the way now so that we can go into these negotiations with the EU in a stronger position. Like, I get it, but, and I I did hear that they're polling ahead, but, like, is it so popular she's really thinking she's going to come out ahead on this? I thought that, I mean, it's not like that wasn't close, that whole we're going to leave the EU thing. I don't know. I'm confused, but whatever. Conservatives are doing well in Britain right now. And after this announcement about the election, I read that the pound, the value of the pound rose. So I don't know. I'm really excited to be there because I think that I will learn a lot. Well, we also had some feedback from Megan about our North Korea primer. She said, I love the primer and episode on North Korea. I'm mildly obsessed with reading and watching everything I can get on my hands about that crazy place. 
One of the most interesting, interesting things I've read on this topic is that along the Chinese and South Korean borders, people regularly send bootlegged copies of American movies and TV shows over into North Korea using whatever balloons and smuggling operations along the river. The idea that is, if, is that if the people in North Korea are told the truth about what they lack versus what we have in the West, they would quickly realize they are being lied to by their dear leader and rise up against the government. I have also heard about these plots, which I find totally interesting. And we are going to be, um, Megan has a lot of suggestions for people who want to learn more about North Korea. And that will be in our weekly email this week. So if you are not subscribed to our awesome weekly email, you should do that. And when you do that, you'll also get an audio book of all our international primers since we're having a very international flavor in this episode. So get on it, y'all. I loved Megan's comment. I almost hate to say this, but maybe our greatest weapons in the fight against North Korea aren't missiles, but rather The Bachelor and Chris Hemsworth. Definitely. (laughs) I think that might be true. I think that's also why Kim Jong-un has instituted so many economic reforms and is trying to get the economy driven in a more consumer-oriented direction there. I think he probably realizes this as a risk factor. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's just so fascinating. Like, what a weird situation to have two leaders that are so obsessed with pop culture but at the same time like so um stringent about making sure that none of their um citizens have any access to that it's really fascinating it is really fascinating and you just have to wonder will that ever age out you know will will there be a generation if if kim jong un lives his life out in the same situation he is today and the next air comes into the same position. Do you ever get to a place where generationally we're just not interested in this anymore? Or does that kind of need for holding on to power with such a strong grip persist despite all the changes going on around you? Because Kim Jong-un has traveled the world too. Like he went to school in Switzerland. So he has seen what's outside of North Korea, which I would imagine causes him to grip even more tightly. Hmm. I just wonder if that'll persist. So EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra-concentrated, liquidless laundry detergent. It's the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin, so it's good for sensitive skin. It reduces plastic waste. All of these things are true and amazing, but let's get to the heart of it. Y'all know I have a laundry system. You know it revolves around training children as young as possible to do their own laundry. Earthbreeze sheets feels like they were invented for this. Because littles maybe sometimes struggle with those big heavy jugs. Or maybe you worry about the pods, but here we go. Here we go, y'all. Earth Breeze Eco Sheets. It's like the perfect solution. A child as young as two can handle these sheets. And even with toddlers, like you can get them involved. And this is a way to get them helping with laundry even before they could do it themselves. Ugh. Gotta love it so much. Right now, our listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit. That's earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing, you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. 
Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. We do quite a bit of hosting here at the Silvers household, and I think there is nothing that completes a table for dinner. Like a beautiful loaf of bread and wild grain has made that so simple because they send gorgeous loaves of sourdough bread. Lots of spins on the ingredients, but always just this fantastic, high quality, easy to bake in 25 minutes or less from frozen bread that turns out perfectly every single time. I also have to tell you about the free croissants for life that come with your wild grain orders. And those croissants make the morning, your brunch, maybe your late night snack, flaky and like you're sitting in a French cafe and they're just perfect every single time. That's what I love about Wild Grain. It's easy, it's consistent, it's fully customizable. It is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. For a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit, or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. So Carrie had some good feedback from uh, for us. Do you want to share that, Beth? Yeah, so this is Carrie Boyd-Anderson, who is becoming like our foreign policy consultant. Thank you, Carrie, for being so generous with your time and thoughts. She says, I was thinking a bit about your last episode and some of the feedback from listeners about strength through power, etc. I think that for me and most foreign policy professionals I know, a lot of public discussion of these issues boils security and military issues into a false dichotomy. Peace through strength or something like peace through nonviolence. Frankly, neither works on its own. A few Mm. years ago, a D.C. think tank developed a framework called Smart Power, which Hillary Clinton then adopted as Secretary of State. It's basically a way of relabeling and reorganizing the fundamental idea that foreign policy should be nuanced. The U.S. should use a toolbox of different types of power to pursue its interest. And I thought that was smart and kind of where we are, Sarah. I know that we had some disagreement about the Glenn Greenwald piece and what should be done or not in Syria, but I think that we both probably come down on the side of you need a bunch of tools at your disposal and you have to use the right one depending on the situation. What this reminded me of is we are always talking about Richard Rohr, who is a um, is he a priest or a monk? Yes, he's um, a Catholic priest. And um, his big thing, if you we talk about him a lot on the podcast, we're, we're both big fans. But he talks about the third way and that his sort of way of seeing the world. And he argues like the you know sort of spiritual Christian way to see the world is not binary and not this or that, but like this third way. That's what that reminded me of. And it's so true. It's so, I, I, I'm concerned that Donald Trump, as we have discussed before, is a very binary zero, um, zero sum game kind of guy. And I, but I hope that there are lots of people around him that, um, take this approach because I do think it's absolutely best. And that's what I say when like last week we were talking about this and I said, like, I'm just not up for the challenge. Like, I just don't know which tools work best, which way to put them together. Like, 
Oof, it's intimidating to think about combining all these in that way. You know what I think is so interesting about Donald Trump? And I wish sometimes that I could erase a lot of aspects of Donald Trump so that I could see him more neutrally about foreign policy in particular. But I think it's interesting how you're right. There are pieces of Donald Trump that are very zero sum winners, losers, all of the kind of nonsense that he spouts on the campaign trail that continues daily for him, even though he's in office now. He's also very ideologically flexible. That's true. That is true. But like in the, for the grossest reasons, though, that's the bummer. It's not like he's like, hmm, I have been persuaded. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I always doubt his motives, I guess. But I do agree. Well, I was listening to someone, I think it was Katie Tur asking a, an expert, what is the Trump doctrine? And the expert was like, well, listen, it is way too early to be talking about the Trump doctrine. And presidential doctrines are usually assessed in hindsight after yeah. the presidency ends, not before the first hundred days has expired. But I thought to myself, you know, if there is no coherent Trump doctrine at the end of his presidency, as I would argue, there isn't really a coherent Obama doctrine or a coherent Bush doctrine. I don't think that's a terrible thing because I, I do think that the strict adherence to some kind of philosophy about the spread of democracy in the world or whatever has not served us well, historically speaking. So I think there's, the possibility of good that could come from his ideological flexibility. The question is just whether we can trust Trump himself in terms of motivation and in terms of kind of intellect and information to make those decisions. Yeah, that's true. So dare I say, might this briefcase be actually brief for a change? An actual brief briefcase. I think it might be brief today. We, um, we're, t- we're trying to get back on track with our timing, but we really appreciate you listening. We're looking forward to hearing from you throughout the week. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. We want to thank Alice for her contribution to Pansy Politics and all of our subscribers, especially Melissa, Tracy, Tracy, Ashley, Audrey, Christine, Nicolette, Paige, Sydney, and Priya. Thank you so much. And until Tuesday's episode, keep it nuanced, y'all. Thank you to our producer, Nicholas Holland, and to our chief creative officer, Dante Lima, for all the work they do to make Pantsu Politics possible, and to all of you for making this community so special. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Pantsu Politics, or Instagram at Pantsu Politics. Please leave us your feedback and send us your ideas for show topics and Pantsu Primers on social media, or you can email us at sarah at PantsuPoliticsShow.com or beth at PantsuPoliticsShow.com.